Welcome to the Arena Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. I've never had a clap before I got on stage, so thank you for that. I'm joking, of course. My name's Josh. If you're new here, we give you a warm welcome. Is everyone feeling Christmassy tonight? I hope that the front is quite Christmassy. I think at the back it's a bit colder. Are we feeling warm at the back, Christmassy? Yeah? Good. You should be feeling warm because the heating's fixed, which is good, because it's pretty cold outside. Um, I, I want to know, before we get into it a little bit, in just a second, like, what's your favourite Christmas film? So on three, shout me your favourite Christmas film, if that's okay. One, two, three. I didn't hear any of you. Um, I, we watched mine last night, though, and it's National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Is that anyone else's favourite? Yeah, okay, just a couple. <laughs> everyone else is like, this guy is, is not a Christian, I'm sure. I love that Christmas film. That is uh, one of my favourites. But we have this whole thing in our house that we have to get through all the good Christmas films. Like we, I've talked about this before, if you've been around Arena Church, but like October, the end of October is for like the really rubbish Christmas films. Like those new ones on Netflix, like A Christmas Prince and stuff like that. The horrendous films. Like the first 10 minutes of the, the movie, I can tell you where it's going. Then November, we heat it up a little bit. And we go for like the, the middle ones, the middle Christmas films. And then December, it's just like Home Alone 1, Home Alone 2, Home Alone... Th- no, not Home Alone 3. No one watches that. But we get into the good stuff. And then like, like I said, last night we watched the big one for me, Christmas Vacation. But I, I trust you were doing well. I trust you're okay. Um, this has been a different season, I think, for a lot of us. I was talking with some of the guys earlier. It seems like everyone's been ill uh, over like the last few weeks. So I, I trust you're in good health, and it is good to have you with us today. I, I just want to speak for a few minutes about the lie. That whole, if you're eagle-eyed tonight as well, you might notice a couple of the actors are in our presence. So uh, please give them the space after the service. Uh, no autographs in church, please. They're just here to worship God. <laughs> but we're here, we're talking about the light. And light's amazing, isn't it? That my son is, is very much like me. He's sat here on the front row. When I was a kid, I was scared of darkness. Anyone else a bit scared of darkness as a kid? And what my son would be happy to do in the day, like go upstairs, get his own stuff, roam about the house. When it goes dark, he does not want to do. Because it's different, isn't it? The atmosphere is different. You can't see. Something feels different when there's darkness. And light changes the atmosphere. Can we agree on that? You know, if we were here tonight and it was all dark, it would be a bit weird. You'd be stumbling over people. You'd be tripping up. But because there's light... We can see and we can have clarity and we can feel comfortable and safe in what we're doing. See, Jesus uses this analogy a lot about the light and we're going to look at that tonight. I think the earliest ever birth announcement is found in the Bible. You can disagree with me on that if you want. Come and talk to me afterwards. But in, uh, in Isaiah, we see it 740 years before the arrival of Jesus Christ, like uh, we've, had, we've got three kids and, you know, you, you, you find out that you're pregnant and like twice we found out 
on New Year's Eve or just before New Year's Eve that we were pregnant. And then you're like, Helen's like, oh, shall I have a, a glass of wine? Like, what should I do? Shall I pretend I've got a glass? You know, what should I do? Because you don't want to tell people, you know, you want to get the announcement time right, don't you? Yeah, you want to tell the right people in the right order. Well, the Bible was super early, 740 years early about the birth of Jesus, that he would be born to a virgin, which is a bit out of the ordinary, I think we can agree, in a stable. And it would be in a place called Bethlehem, probably a place a bit like Mansfield, not London, not Rome, not New York, but little old Bethlehem, a bit like Mansfield, a bit like Sutton, a bit like the places around us. It was a birth announcement of the light of the world that was to come. In Isaiah 9, it says this, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. In the previous two chapters, we read even more intimate details about the coming of this baby, like the God child. It says this, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. See, the pages of the Bible, they knit together seamlessly and beautifully for telling and confirming that the concealed is now revealed. That which was a secret is going to be shouted from the rooftops. Look what Isaiah says. Let's just hone into it in 9 verse 2. The people who were walking in darkness have seen a great light. Like we've already said, darkness is scary. Even if I'm being dead honest, for me as an adult, I don't particularly enjoy walking around in pitch black. But sometimes our lives can feel like we're scrambling around in darkness and we don't know what we're doing and we don't know where we're going and we're scared, and we're anxious, and we don't know which way to go. Have you ever had that thing where you wake up in the middle of the night and you question your whole life? I have. We all know what it means and what it feels like to walk and to live in darkness. But Jesus confirmed what the prophet Isaiah was saying himself when he said in John 8 verse 12, he said, I... And the light of the world. He who follows me won't walk in darkness anymore, but they will have the light of life. I don't know about you, but I, I made a choice a long time ago that I didn't want to live in darkness, but I wanted to walk in his light. I wanted to walk in his revelation. The Bible says this, that your word, talking about the Bible, your word it is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. How our world needs a lamp to their feet and a light to, our, light to their path. I see this in our world today. That people don't know which way to go, which choice to make. But I want you to know today, if you're here and maybe you don't know much about God, I want you to know this, that you were made on purpose and for a purpose. And if you come to Jesus, he will light your path. He will illuminate it for you. 
You know, we're coming to this whole New Year season. New Year, New Year, hello, hashtag 2022. The best resolution you can make this next year is to walk with Jesus. Is to journey with Jesus because he is the light of the world. And this first mention of Jesus coming from heaven's paradise to earth's stable, it talks of the people who are walking in darkness. I want you to know today that heaven is concerned for people. People are the prize. You might have heard all sorts about God, but I want you to know this, that God so loves you that he sent his only son for you. That's John 3.16 actually. It says, for God so loved the world. It doesn't even say for God loved the world. It said for God so loved the world. Have you ever had the so loves before? You know, I, I, I can say I love some things. Like, like Nathan, I love Maltesers. I'm just going to say it. I love, like Helen got this a bit wrong. She went halfway. It's all right, babies. Don't worry. He's coming. <laughs> Who likes chocolate fingers? Yeah, chocolate fingers. Well, I really like white ones. But Helen got white and dark or whatever it is, like the mixture of ones. I was like, babe, look, you're doing really, you, you're such a great wife. If we could just go for the white thing, like it's 10 out of 10. Right? We're nine and a half at the moment. Just all white would be great. I, I love them. But let me tell you, I so love my kids. I so love my wife. God so loved me and you that he sent his only son. That whoever believes in him will not perish, but will have eternal life. See, heaven cares for people. And Jesus' mission when he came to this earth, was to save people, was to save you and me. We are here, Arena, Arena Mansfield, we're here to love and serve, to announce that everybody is a somebody at Arena Church. And I want you to know that today. You are loved, you are somebody. God made you on purpose, for a purpose, like I've already said. Because we're living in a world at the moment where people, when, when you start questioning why we're here or or, or where we came from, or am I who I always thought I was? You start to question, have I got a purpose, and is there a reason I'm here? You all the way at the back, you who got dragged along today, I want you to know that you were created on purpose. You were not a mistake. You were loved by God. You were known by God. He knows you by name, and he sent his only son for you. And we've been given, the people of God, we've been given the light of Jesus for us to carry the light. For us to carry the torch of heaven to the people of this earth. I think this is the amazing thing about Jesus, is that he goes from being the light, he is the light, to making us the light as we welcome him as our saviour. In John 5.14, Jesus himself says, you are the light of the world. So with Jesus we go from walking in darkness to being in darkness to not knowing which way to go to be in the light that leads the way for other people. And that's always his plan. You say Josh all this talk about darkness I, I'm not quite sure what you mean. I'm talking about the darkness of disease, the darkness of death, the darkness of despair, the darkness of disaster, the darkness of dismay. The darkness of desperation, the darkness of division, the darkness of destruction, and ultimately the darkness of death. 
These are all the consequence of sin entering the world. And this sin world and with churches maybe got some bad press at times because God didn't come to let you know you were a sinner. He came to take your sin away. But what sin means is this, that we miss the mark. It means that the mark that God sets, which is perfection, we fall short of. And while you might not say, yeah, Josh, I'm a sinner today, you might say, actually, I'm not perfect. Really, if any of us put our hands up to that question, are you perfect? We'd probably look around and think that person's deranged. Because we know we're not perfect, don't we? We miss the mark. We get it wrong. And that's okay because Jesus came to take that imperfection away. He came to take the sin away so that we could know him and walk with him in the light of who he is. I don't think we need convincing that the world is a dark place. I think we know that. I think sometimes we need to be shown that we walk in darkness because it's hard to see when it's you, isn't it? But I think we know that the world is a dark place at times. We look around us, we see the news, we read the reports of people trafficking, the abuse of women and children. We see what's currently going on in our world today where... There's people who are the richest of the rich. And I was reading about Jeff Bezos, the guy who, all, uh, who owns Amazon, who bought a 500 million pound boat. <laughs> but then you've got, on the other hand, people who can't even afford to have the heating on. Our world's a dark place at times. There are people tonight who are scared. They're sat in darkness and sat in freezing cold because they can't afford to heat the house, we know the world is dark. We know people do bad things. We know about tyrannical leaders around the world that oppress and condemn. We know about the deprivation and chaos that surrounds estates and neighborhoods, even just a stone's throw away from where we are right now. And at times it can be bleak. And we love politicians and civil servants here, but with all due respect, to the politician, to the council, the police, educators, medic, me, uh, medics who we honour and we love and we respect. But they can't be expected to fix the evils of this world. It's too much. It's been growing and, and gathering momentum for decade on decade. The antidote to this problem, to this sin problem, to this imperfection, is not the next politician. It's Jesus and his light and his love and his forgiveness and his grace. See, Jesus is the light that breaks every chain of darkness. But now let's look again at the second part of this verse and preceding verses again. It says, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given... And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. People have seen this great light. And the light is not a force or an energy. I've seen that in the world. You know, oh yeah, I believe in God. Oh dear, yeah, that's great. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like a force, you know. He's like... We're not, when we talk about the light tonight, we're not just saying, oh yeah, God is a light. No, God is a person. 
But he is the light of the world. It's the way he's described. God is as well. He is love. That's the Bible. I love this about Jesus. That this light, this energy, whatever you want to call it. The Apostle Paul, when he was reasoning, I think it was on Mars Hill. He was looking at all the false gods that they had. And there was a, there was a God there and it said the God didn't have a name. And, and Paul said, you know this God that didn't, doesn't have a name? This is the one true God. I want to tell you today that this, this God, this light, his name is Jesus. And he came over 2,000 years ago. He went to a cross with you and me in mind. He rose again three days later to obliterate our sin, to take away our shame, and to reunite us with himself. Jesus is the light that shines in the darkness. What was concealed is now revealed. He is the light of the world. Today, you're struggling with the weight that you carry and need someone to talk to. He is the wonderful counselor. Do you feel weak? He is the mighty God. Do you feel that you're fighting on your own? He is the everlasting Father. Are you being pulled under by anxiety and fear? He is the Prince. Of peace. You know on the lead up to the Olympics. Who loves the Olympics here? Uh, oh just me. I love the Olympics. I love the World Cup as well actually. Even though it's not come home. But on the lead up to the Olympics. If you remember 2012. Who remembers 2012? London 2012. It was great wasn't it? A great time. I can remember exactly where I was when it first started. London 2012. What happened was there was this, this button wasn't there? This light that goes from where they light it and they run it all the way through and it was it was ran through the country and there was celebrations and there was parties and there was festivals and there was all this awesome stuff while this light was welcomed from place to place it was taken and then I can remember seeing that picture when they went into the main stadium I think it was it was a London stadium and they lit that great light and TV programs and people just focused in on this light see the thing about Jesus is that we get the choice to receive this light like the people did when the Olympic torch was passed from village to town to city will we welcome the light with celebration and joy or will we turn away from it see we have an opportunity to welcome it and as we do, three things happen. Because the first thing is this, that light reveals. See, that which was hidden is now revealed. Like I said, when it's dark in a room, you don't know what's there. You don't know how you're going to trip up. You don't know if someone's there or someone's not there. That's why it's scary. And then you turn it on and you can see which way you're going. Light shows you what's going on. And sometimes in our life, the light of God has to come to our life and say, hey, you're not quite living up to my standard in that area. Hey, you can be better in that area. Hey, you can do better in that area. The light of God, it reveals. That which is hidden is now here. The darkness of our shame and our embarrassment is taken away. The darkness of our hearts and lives can be cleansed. No more shame, forgiven and free in the light. The second thing is that light illuminates. If you think about, if you've ever been to the theatre 
and you have the, I used to, when I used to like, when I've been to the theatre before when I was a kid, I wasn't that bothered about what was going on on the stage. I was bothered about the person shining that massive light at the back, the spotlight, the light that brings attention. That's what light does. It illuminates. It shows the way. It draws attention to the main star. And I want to tell you today, I don't know who or what is the main star in your life. It might be money. It might be relationship. It might be your job, whatever it may be. But I want you to know that none of it will work together if the main star of your life is not Jesus. The Bible talks about building on Jesus as the firm foundation who cannot be shaken. That's why he's the only one worthy of building on. Because when we build on money or career or relationship, all those things, they can be taken and they can be shaken. Is that true? But Jesus, he is the rock who is unshakable. He is the firm foundation on which we can build our lives. His light, it illuminates. It brings attention to God our Father who is good. His love for you. His passion for you. And his delight in you. And the final thing is that light glorifies we saw that great, that great theme. We, we saw that great idea of the light appearing to the shepherds. The angels appearing to the shepherds. And the Bible talks about the heavenly host in that moment where they worshipped. They, they, they fell to their knees and they worshipped. See, light glorified. The shepherds and the wise men, they bowed in worship to God. This light that we're speaking of is worthy of worship and praise. Jesus, the light of the world. I love what the Bible reveals about Jesus and his name. In the New Testament book of Philippians 2, it says this, Therefore, God exalted him, talking about Jesus, to the highest place and gave him the name above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven, on earth and under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. See, at the name, at this name, people bow and worship. I don't know the situation of your life today. It's been great to welcome many new guests and, and great to have you with us. But to all of us today, I want to compellers and askers and say let's not continue to walk in the pathway of darkness haunted ridiculed by the voices of evil let's change direction and come and walk the pathway of his light I've heard stories and stories that are really reputable and close of Christians who have passed and people have been with them and they might have been in excruciating pain and and been going through all kinds of stuff, different ailments. And in those last moments, there comes a peace and they talk about a light. This is the light of Jesus, welcoming people home. Christmas 2022. Will this be the year that you welcome the light with joy? Will this be the year that you receive Jesus as your saviour? Are you being overwhelmed by his love in this moment? Can you feel his peace? I'd encourage you to receive it today. I want to just pray if that's okay. So just bow your head and close your eyes. 
if that's all right. You're not praying, you're just giving people their space. But I want to send you away with a blessing. God, thank you for every person here. God, like I've said a few times, I don't know situations, but you do. Lord, and I pray today where people feel that they have been walking in darkness, where they've been living in darkness. I pray you bring illumination to their hearts right now. Lord, and this day, this night would be the night that they decide to follow you, to walk with you. I pray, God, that they would see the light, that you are the light, that you are the God that so loves them. I pray, Father, that this season would be marked with peace, joy, and love, and that you would remove anxiety and fear in your powerful name. Amen. Amen.